And this is actually, you know, what I have employed in my life and I encourage people to try to start to shorten that gap between failure and getting back up on the horse and going again. And it's this notion of this quick win comeback, which is just to do something where you get that, where you tick that box and get the dominoes to start ticking again in the win column. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Get It podcast, the show in which Hunter Gorski and myself, Austin Meyer, aim to bring some fire and positivity to kickstart the momentum for your week. Thank you to everyone who checked out last week's special episode with Olympic champion Maya Dorado. I know Hunter and I got a lot out of that interview, and today we're actually going to be diving deeper into a concept that came up during that interview that we've really been thinking a lot about this week, going back and forth, and we wanted to dive in in a little bit different way and kind of propose some concepts that we've been thinking about. So I want you to play this scenario out in your mind. You've encountered a setback. You didn't follow through on something. You lost. You performed poorly. You're in a rut. How do you deal with it? How long do you sit in it? How do you come back? How do you move forward? Well, today we're going to talk about the cycle of when you fall, how do you get back up? We're going to introduce something that we call the quick win comeback. Potentially you could call it a QWC, but I like to just go quick win comeback. I like to say the whole thing, Hunt. The quick win comeback is something that helps us get going again when we've fallen down and we want to share it with you today. And with that, let me turn it over to my brother at his family home in New Jersey, Hunter Gorski. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Thank you, Stiga. Great to be with you again, my brother. Um, yep. Yeah, and like, and like you said, just um, in reflecting on the conversation we had with Maya last week, there was something I, you know, really, um, really thought a lot about, and I and I kind of asked her the question in there, and, and it was it, it related to um, a setback that she had, a failure, you know, that 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 she had, and how she how she dealt with that, and how quick she comes back from setbacks and failures, and what that process looks like. And so I did some introspection and tried to see what my process is um, because I think it could be very relatable for a lot of people listening. We all endure failure, setbacks. We don't follow through sometimes. Um, we don't meet our expectations. And the question then becomes what we do in that moment. And I was, uh, I, I had seen the other day a video um, of a guy who, who he described kind of these, these three steps. And so I, I wanted to just kind of hit on those three steps, but really... Uh, focus on the third one. And so um, real quick, I'm just going to take you through what those steps are when you, you know, meet adversity, endure a failure, um, you know, experience a shortcoming. Uh, he talked about the first step being uh, recognizing, realizing the reality um, and accepting that it's it's okay at times to not be okay and sit with the notion that, you know, you're angry, you're upset, you're sad, it's a difficult time. And so it would be that first step of just, um, of just recognition. And then from there, the second step is, he called it reframing failure. What I'll call it is associating meaning. Um, what does that setback mean to you? Are you going to, um, you know, look at it in a positive light or look at it in a negative light? Uh, and, 
really that that kind of touches on the ability to reframe things in a way in which is empowering and gives you more choices uh, moving forward. And then the third one, which is really where I want to focus, because after all, this is the Go Get It podcast and we are <laughs> going and getting into action. Um, the third one is the concept that that you had introduced at the top of this and yeah. that we've been talking about called the quick win comeback. And this is actually, you know, what I have employed in my life and I encourage people to try uh, to, to start to narrow that, to, to start to shorten that gap between failure and getting back up on the horse and going again and it's this notion of this quick win comeback which is just to do something where you get that where you tick that box and get the dominoes to start ticking again in the win column and i think too often um you know we potentially when when one thing goes wrong we we you know carry that over into other things or we sit in it maybe a bit too long and and say oh that happens today is going to be a bad day or this week is going to be a tough week um when really the, res- the the response the ideal response would be well let me just you know that that sucked and and for sure like i didn't meet expectation i didn't um i didn't follow through on what i wanted to do but what can i do right now that could kind of turn things around or or you know put put a little win in the win column for me and so when I, when i was thinking about this i, I thought you know back to a personal example of mine from when I was, when I was much younger um, that I wanted to share with you and then yeah. would love to kind of get your reflection on that and, and hear some of your techniques and examples from yourself. Um, and it was in, it was, it was when I was, uh, I was younger, I was playing uh, soccer, trying out for a, uh, a program called the Olympic development program. And I might've talked about this here on the show once before, but um, essentially the Olympic development program, it's like all of the best players from every region, you know, come together and try out for this team. And it's like a very select team. And this was basically how you measured how good you were against everybody else on a larger scale. Hmm. And it was a very important thing. It was, you know, everybody kind of talked about this and it was always everybody's goal at the end of, um, at the end of the season or during the season to make, you know, as, make it as far as you can in this Olympic development program. And I remember, and I just kind of verified this with, with, uh, with Mama <laughs> G before here trying to jog her memory. Uh, it was almost every single year I would try out for this team and I had made it to a certain point and I got, and I got cut. And I would come back the next year and I would make it to that next point where I failed the year previous and I would get cut again. And this cycle had repeated itself for several years. And as a, as a young player, I remember this being, this was devastating when I didn't, you know, when, when I would get cut at that, you know, whatever level it was and I didn't make the team and I did not succeed. And I experienced this shortcoming and I thought back to what my response was because it's a very similar response that I carry with me to this day. And I remember I'm actually sitting here in my hometown house looking out, you know, my window. I look at uh, the wall at Marlboro Elementary mm-hmm. School, mm-hmm. the elementary school I grew up in. And, and I spent a lot of time at that wall, just myself, a ball and the wall. And um, and I remember that was a little bit of my my coping mechanism. I would be pissed I would be angry. I would want to rectify the situation. And what I would do is I would just go out to the wall and I would make like a very winnable game for myself. I would say, mm-hmm. I want to get, you know, uh, you know, volleys off the, off the wall without dropping the ball. I want to do that 50 times consecutively before I leave. And I wouldn't leave until I hit that 50. And what that did for me 
is it started to build the confidence back up. It started to, to, to empower me again. It started to put me on the offense and feel like I was moving towards something um, better or greater or good. And mm. I start to look at how I do that now. That was like a big scale, but I also try and do it on a very small scale. Yesterday, for example, I forgot to journal. And so, you know, I, I think to myself, okay, well, how can I rectify that situation now? And it's like, okay, pull, pull the book right out, start to jot down, you know, jot down the three things I want to accomplish that day so that at least I feel like I'm in motion there. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, there, there's loads of examples that could happen if you forget to read, whip out a book, read one page, just start to stack those small wins as soon as you, you have that, that, uh, that onset of a, of a, of a shortcoming. So, um, I'm just I'm just fascinated by the concept and and how uh, impactful it could be in getting back on the right track and moving towards your goals. And I would love to hear kind of your reflection from your life or other ideas you had on this on the concept. The quick win comeback. It's it's I love it. It's catchy. It's catchy. And and I hear and I hear exactly what you're saying, Hunt. And you know, the first thing that pops into my head when I hear about this quick win comeback is the different the different scales of falling right so you could have you could have something that's ex, you know extremely tough to go through could be like the high end you can have something like when you were a kid that odp program that fought, probably at the time felt really big or then down to the smallest scale which is could be like i slept poorly or i or i forgot to journal or you know i told someone that i would pay this invoice and it's been three weeks and i still haven't paid it that was one that i recently <laughs> experienced <laughs> or not my exercise to today yeah, yeah something like something like that and what i what i've been thinking about is i think our brains have this tendency to fixate on when we fall or when we make mistakes. I think about when I was was playing soccer, I might have an amazing game, but I may, might make that one giveaway that led to a goal or make that one mistake. And later that evening after the game, regardless of the result, I know in my brain, I'm gonna be playing back that one mistake. I forget everything else that happened pretty much. And What's interesting about that is because it can go two different ways. If you are replaying that mistake in your head and you have the self-awareness to know that that replaying is going to give you the fire to then get out to the wall and do those volleys that you were talking about, then great. You can spend time replaying that in your mind because mm -hmm. you know it's going to propel you forward. However, we have to be self-aware enough to know if the replaying in our mind is actually making the size of this fall or the size of this mistake so much bigger than it needs to be to the point where it could actually tear us down. Mm. Because if you spend so much time sitting in, in those thoughts of that one mistake that you did to the point where it's actually bringing you down and making you want to, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to hang out on the couch today. I'm not going to go to the wall and do those volleys then you need to recognize that you're doing that and you're in that spiral inside your head. You're letting your brain kind of take advantage of you and forgetting all the other things that happened. And I actually pulled out a quote that kind of touches on this, which is something that I just read this week in this book called uh, Heart Talk by Cleo Wade. Yeah, um, I and, I, and I think it touches on this perfectly, huh? It says, 
we spend so much of our time focusing on our missteps. When we trip and fall, we seem to only obsess over the 10 seconds we were on the ground rather than the rest of our day spent walking perfectly fine. Similarly, in life, we let one heavy moment, month, or year get in the way of our ability to see that we are okay so much more than we are not okay. Falling down does not make us who we are. Standing up does. Rising and continuing to move forward does. And so with the quick win comeback is all about to me, it's, it's like having that phrase in your mind to remember like, it's all about the comeback here. It's all about the comeback here. Don't get mm. caught in that spiral. Don't get caught obsessing over the 10 seconds you were on the ground. Spend your time focusing on the whole rest of the day when you were walking around fine. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And even when you say that to me, it's like, um, you know, that that's where all the, the <laughs> that's where all the juice is right there, you know, like in the comeback, enduring a failure and coming. That's where all the fun is, really. That's when you look back and you're like, yeah, I, I succeeded in spite of that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the hardest thing at times is just to get going again, is just to get back into action. And, yeah. um, and just like you said, instead of uh, you know, at times instead of focusing so much on it and building it up so much, it's just to get going and, and make it very kind of achievable for yourself. It's, it's a great way to, uh, to, to, like I said before, just get back on the horse. Are there any, are there any kind of, uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and I think this conversation, we need to start this conversation at the baseline and everyone needs to recognize we are not perfect. Okay, so you are going to make mistakes and striving for for perfection as much as we can say that that is that is a virtue. Again, that also can have a downside. As I've mentioned on the show before, I'm a vegan and one of my favorite books that touches on veganism or, you know, that whole the ethical side of it, um, the environmental side of it is this book called Eating Animals. It's written by an author who he himself is not vegan. He's just kind of exploring it, seeing what this thing is about. And I remember this one passage in the book where he talks about these labels that we have of I am vegan or I am vegetarian or I am this are so counterproductive because the one moment that someone makes a mistake and has a craving and goes the other way, then they go, well, well, I guess there it goes. Like I'm not vegan anymore, so I might as well eat meat all the time. You know, it's like it's either I'm perfect or I'm not at all. And so I think if we can approach everything in life with the understanding that we're not perfect, we're going to make mistakes and just focusing on that, on that comeback when those happen, that's the key. That's the key there. Um, and, And for me, the things that I do, as you were, as you were asking, like, what's my quick wing comeback? Oftentimes for me, it's actually doing a smaller version of the thing that I intended to do, but didn't really hit the nail on the head with. So for a run, if I didn't get like, if I'm just really not feeling it or really struggled on a run, even getting out for five minutes on a run instead of 15 miles, that's a quick win comeback for me because I'm, I'm, I'm saying to myself that like, hey, okay, it wasn't my day, but guess what? I still showed up. Okay, I didn't just throw in the towel here. Yep. And, and so what I try to do is I try to scale down what in the moment might feel like very daunting and that I might not be able to reach my goal, I try to scale it down and at least take a tiny little step to remind myself I'm on the right path. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be honest, man. I missed I missed working out yesterday and you know, just had a lot of things come up, wasn't on top of my scheduling, wasn't as organized as I usually am. Um, missed my workout yesterday. And you know, I hate to miss my workout. 
And uh, a quick win for me this morning was like, all right, I definitely like woke up, was like, look myself in the mirror, missed your workout yesterday, week. What are you going to do about it? And I was like, let me just go, let me just go downstairs, get a few pull-ups in. Let me just, just let me just few. get a few pull-ups in, just a few, just to feel the little burn there, just to, j- mm-hmm. just to kind of, you know, rectify the situation a little bit before I start ticking the rest of the boxes today. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. And and when you're when you're talking about, uh, you know, this this striving for perfection, um, what what kind of popped up in my head. And, and everything we talk about, I feel like there's always a balance, right? And that's what always comes through is there's this balance between the two. And I, the way I visualize it is like this, you know, is like on a scale. And the more, you know, obviously when you hit a, a failure or setback, if you're watching this video right now, then you'll see my hands kind of moving. If not, just bear with me. Um, <laughs> you know, but when you hit that setback, you maybe, you know, fall away on, on the side of the scale you don't want to be on. But as you just kind of, you know, come back with that, with that quick comeback win right there, boom, you just start to pop yourself back over a little bit to the side that, that you want to be on little by little by little. And, and, uh, I think, you know, if, if we kind of sit in it too long or we don't take that, that, that next step into action, we could be on the other, the other side of the scale that, that we desire to be on. And I think what I'm also taking away from, from this idea too, and it's probably because I'm so isolated right now during this pandemic and not like on teams very often, except with some of the work I do is how, how fun is it to be the person in the crowd for one of your friends watching the comeback happen? I mean, I'm thinking like, I'm thinking like Moneyball in my head right now. I'm thinking Oakland days going on their 20 game win streak. I'm thinking Lynn sanity. I'm thinking all these comebacks right now. I got Rocky in my head right now. It's not about how hard you could get hit. It's, it's about, about how hard you could get hit, get hit and keep, and keep moving, moving forward. forward. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but how, how great is it to be the audience, the crowd watching that comeback? And when you see someone that you're close with just trying to get back on that horse, trying to take that little step in the right direction, it can be so empowering if we as the person that surround that, that individual are like, I see you. I see you. Let's go. Let's go. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Right. Because then that, then they're going to feel it. Then they're going to feel the comeback story. Then they're going to hear the Rocky music playing in the head. And then everyone wants to be part of the miracle. Everyone wants to be a miracle. I turn (laughs) a corner. (laughs) It's people helping people. It's people helping people. Hunt. What, what, one thing that was in those first few steps that you did bring up at the, uh, at the outset of this little story and little concept was, Taking time, depending, especially depending on the scale of the setback, to mourn or to feel that. And I'm wondering what you think is the is the value that we can learn from that step, because I also noted it in my notes going into this show. And I, I think it's really important, too. So maybe you can even ground that in an experience where, I mean, you tore your ACL, you've broken your ankle as a professional soccer player. That's essentially all you have um, for that side of of your identity and how does taking that time to mourn play into the process of bouncing back? Yeah. Well, you, you touched on it. You touched on it a little bit already where, where you just kind of said, um, you know, you had said, you you know, taking that, that failure and if you can position it to use it as fuel, um, for your, for your comeback. Uh, I think that process of sitting in it and and, and taking in the reality Mm-hmm. is it is an important uh is an important step 
in 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 gaining that fuel you know mm. um like you know tearing my acl the example that you picked like i definitely sat in that and i was like you know mostly just pissed <laughs> because you know yeah. i have all these plans and and these places you know and and this this greatness that i want to achieve and now this is potentially delaying that um so feeling that feeling the 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 disappointment um the sadness and you know and and basically sitting in that with the intention of yeah like this is reality this is what is this is what has happened this is what lies ahead and i'm going to use this cuz i want to rectify this i don't want to feel this again Absolutely. that's that's kind of how i that's kind of how i uh went about it and i think of setbacks that i've had when like i apply for a grant for to a documentary project or i apply to some sort of like photojournalism workshop this year i applied to a number of those and got some rejections and one of the reasons that i think there's a lot of value in taking that time to you know have your day have your two days have your hour whatever it is for you to actually sit with those feelings of disappointments is because it can help realign you to make sure that you are on the right path so it reminds me of that saying it's like you don't know what you have until it's lost. Mm. So if I'm if I'm striving for things where when I don't reach the goal or when I get that rejection or when I fall, it actually hurts. Like I feel that pain. Then I know that I'm probably on the right track. If I know that I apply to a grant and they say, you know what, mm, your idea sucks, you're not good enough. I'm like, well, hold on here. <laughs> that let me get back after it and 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 getting that getting those rejections is disappointing if it wasn't disappointing i would know all right like i'm probably on the right track so having something taken away from you having it stripped away from you having your feeling like you were just reaching out for something and then you didn't quite make make your mark sitting in that disappointment can be a really powerful reaffirming source that signals to you, you are on the right path. And then what are you going to do about it? That's right. What are you going to do? You're going to get that quick <laughs> win comeback. Just do something That's small, right. right? Just do something That's small. It, man. That's it. We talk about just tipping the dominoes. That's all you got to do. One foot That's in front right. of the other. You didn't work That's out right. yesterday? Just go for a minute walk today. Two minute walk. Just enjoy right. it. You didn't, you didn't write your mom that letter that you said that, to tell her you love her? Well, send her a text. That's it. Fire flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Stig, I think uh, before we jumped on here, you had shared a quote with me. Another quote from that book. Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's 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 dive into. Yeah, that can one you draw? Because it really it moved me. So I want I want you to share it, and then we can jump into the uh, to the go get it cool. challenge this week. Again, again, this comes from Heart Talk: Poetic Wisdom for a Better Life by Cleo Wade. The quote is. The people we admire for exhibiting excellence are not the people who are perfect or the people who succeed every time. They are the people who recognize that the road to achieving every goal is paved with victory and defeat. The triumphant are celebrated not because they win every time, but because they never quit when they lose. We are more resilient than we could ever imagine. Keep going. Beautiful, and with that, I'm going to deliver the Go Get It Challenge for all of you 
this week. The Go Get a Challenge is our, your opportunity to put into action some of the principles we talk about here on the Go Get a Podcast. And the Go Get a Challenge this week is just to employ the quick win comeback. There is plenty of opportunities. I know there are for me every week, so there must be for you um, where you endure some shortcomings. You don't follow through um, quite as much as you wanted to. Uh, you endure failure. The challenge to you is um, like we kind of went over. Number one, just face that reality, sit in it. Number two, reframe it. Give it a powerful meaning. And number three, and most importantly, hit it with quick win comeback. And with that, we want to thank you for spending a little time with us here on the Go Get It podcast. Until next week, we hope you're getting out there and going and getting it. Go get it, baby. Let's go. Let's go.